Patrick Laine is a divisive player for this team, I think. Uh, and today we're here to tell you why that's not true or why it shouldn't be true. Because Patrick Laine is a stud. We're going to tell you why, how, and how his season went on today's Locks on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jeff Foster. I've got my co-host, Hayden Hazon here, and uh, we're here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available uh, on all podcast platforms, over on YouTube, and also on the SiriusXM app. So, today, this could be this could get a little a little spicy today. Uh, we're talking all about Patrick Laine, uh, who I personally adore. I think Patrick Laine is a phenomenal player, and I think he's only going to get better. Um, however... There are a lot of people that are not his biggest fan. Um, they think that he can only score goals, that he is not defensively responsible, and that they probably should have kept Oliver Bjorkstrand and got rid of Patrick Laine. So let's let's start there. How do you feel about Patrick Laine this season? It's a small sample size. He only played 55 games, but how do you like what what was the biggest positive takeaway this season for you? The biggest positive takeaway for Patrick Laine is that he played exactly like himself. I mean, every time he's on the ice, he is a threat to score. Every time the puck is somewhat near the circles, he can put a top-tier shot on net with top speed. Even when the they even when he scores and they slow down in the replay, it still looks like it's going fast. And he scores the the coolest looking goals. Uh, Jay, that's what I think about when I think of Patrick Laine. I think of all the cool goals that the Jackets had. I'm talking ones where it hits, you know, two posts and goes bar down at the same time. I'm like, this guy's unbelievable. His snipe is so real. His one timer is so real. He's his dangles are insane. He he has such good stick handling for such a big guy too. He can get through such small creases in in the defense. He is amazing to watch and he's a great passer as well. So, I I have nothing but good thoughts when I think of Patrick Line and what he's done for the Blue Jackets the last two and a half seasons. Yeah, I'm a huge I'm a huge Patrick Line fan. Same. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of a little bit disillusioned with him. Uh, he has yet to play a full season for the Blue Jackets. Uh he the first season, he was uh, 45 games. That was the the covid shortened year though the the one immediately after the bubble uh 56 games last year 55 games this season but i think it's important to know you know injury luck and he also missed a chunk of this season because his father passed away so you know it's not like he's out here getting broken every season it's you know it's just been it's been a lot of bad luck but even last season he had 26 goals in 56 games he had 22 and 55 this season but like this is a guy that in his second year in the league, he scored 44 goals in 82 games, you know? And I just think, what could we get out of Patrick Laine if we get him healthy for a full season? We stick him next to Johnny Gaudreau and we do not split those guys up because I think that was a big issue this season. Um, is like, and, and that's not specifically a, like a Laine thing. I think inconsistency with line mates was a problem throughout the entire lineup, except for like, 
the Olivier Corrali Robinson line. That was basically the only line that that stayed together. That was the, that was the line that had the most five on five ice time this season. So give Patrick Line a consistent line mates. Um, I was going to say give him a center, but that actually leads into my next question, which is um, Patrick Line volunteered to play center. I think he's played like two games and then got injured again because that's just kind of how the season went. How do you feel about Patrick Line as a center? It's an exciting idea. It's an exciting idea simply because he's six foot five. So he is a he is a large body and he can move fast. I think that is one of his greatest attributes on the ice and why I think he is such an electrifying, electrifying player and a, and a reason why he's been so good early on in, in his career is because he just skates so fast. And with that kind of a size moving that fast, you really could use that on the defensive end a lot more and center would force him to play a lot more defense and be involved in a lot more of the structure back in your own end of the ice. But he's he's exciting to watch. Uh, and the reason why he works, why he could be a center, Jay, is because, well, one, he can score anywhere in the zone. So it, you don't want to just leave him on the left side of the ice if he's just playing left wing when you can move him all over the place. And um, he is a great passer, so he can move the puck all over the place. He has a great hot – he keeps his head up when the puck is on his stick, so he's able to find those guys. He can really generate a lot on the offensive side. So he would be phenomenal if he could figure out just being better in the face-off circle for his career. He hasn't taken a ton of face-offs, but I think he's 35%, I want to say. So that's that's decent, but we that obviously needs to be much closer to 50%, if not I, ideally above 50%. And uh, so he, maybe he's working on that this offseason, Jay. I'm not sure if, if he wants to continue to move towards center as a coach. I'd be excited about that, but uh, he's just fine if he wants to play left wing or wherever he wants to play on the ice, he's going to be pretty damn good at it, I think, because that's just the type of player he is. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I do want to point out, like, like you said, yeah, face-offs definitely need some work. He was 35% on face-offs this season. But again, considering, I think he played two games at center. So small sample size, definitely something that's easy to work on as well. It's not like it's going to be a massive, a massive thing. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of skill involved in face-offs, but I think it's something that you could probably practice pretty easily. I want to point out, I pulled up the stats for the first game that he played uh, center. The Blue Jackets would lose, lost, lost this game 7-2 to two against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Patrick Laine in center was on the ice for 21 shot attempts for and 10 against. He led the entire team in uh, shot attempts for percentage. So he's clearly doing something right. I think there's a, there's a, a, a real myth about Patrick Laine that he's bad at defense and he doesn't back check and he's only offense. But like... He had, of all of the Blue Jackets this season, he had the highest Corsi 4 percentage at 57.75. Like, he was, he was the best possession player on this team. Yeah, there's no doubt, Jay. Anytime the puck was on his stick, like the, I don't even care about the defensive side of his game. When I think about Patrick Liney, that's what everybody wants to talk about. That's what every Blue Jackets fan wants to talk about when his name comes up. Can we just appreciate what this guy is doing on the offensive side of the ice for us? I mean, it's amazing what he's doing. The The connection between him and Johnny Gaudreau on the power play is insane. Uh, I remember a pitch and catch goal that they had where it went from Line a on one side of the ice to Gaudreau back to Line a one timer and in. Like That's just what they do. It's phenomenal when they're on the ice together. When it comes to the defensive side, I remember plays this year where he was back checking, you know, did a stick lift, took the puck and 
turned it into a goal the other way. So I don't know what people are talking about there. I don't, the reason why I just put the defensive thing out of the way is because he's going to get a new coach. So I don't know what kind of scheme, what kind of, you know, defensive minded coach he's going to get. So I can't really say, oh, Patrick Line needs to improve in this. I, I know that stuff will probably come about because we just fired a guy you, on a team where we didn't have good defense in general. So when it comes to any player on this team, Jay, can you honestly tell me one guy that was like rock solid at defense this year? You really can't because there's just like the whole team was bad at defense. So it's like, yes, obviously Patrick Lina needs to work on his defense, as does the rest of the team. But when it comes to giving a grade for this guy off the bat, it's just it's an A. It's an A because he just was nothing but a phenomenal pro, uh, both on and off the ice. I mean, he was dealing with a lot this year, as you said, with his father passing away. That's an extremely uh, sad situation that he that he went through, and he was still around for a lot of games. He still played more than half the year, so that sticks out to me a whole heck of a lot, and so do a lot of his goals that he scored. Yeah, for sure. We will uh, we'll talk about his goals a little bit more in uh, in just a second, but first. Let's tell you about eBay Motors because for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. All you have to do is add your ride to my garage, look for the green check to know the part will fit, or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you're going to be back in the game in no time. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So let's talk about goals. Because like you said... Does Patrick Laine need to be the best defensive player on the ice? No. I think it would be nice if he maybe solidified a little bit of that. But I think, honestly, a lot of that is going to depend on whether he plays center next season. You know? Because uh, I just I, a center has to be a little bit more defensively responsible. Um, and I think that if he plays on the wing, again, depending on who that center is, whether he's whether he's playing on the wing, whether he's the center, it's going to be interesting to see. Like you said, new coach, new systems. Um, we'll see how it goes, but I think it's going to be interesting to see what version of Patrick Lino we get next season. But I'm not worried. He had 52 points in 55 games this season. You know, he's basically a point per game player. Over the last two seasons, he's played 107 games. And he has uh, 108 points. No, that's not right. He has 100. He played 111 games and has 108 points over the last two seasons. Like that feels that feels pretty good to me. I don't know. This section was going. This like this segment was going to be. What does Patrick Lane need to do next season? Um, but I think the answer might just be more of the same. Keep keep doing you. You know, don't sacrifice your offensive game for the sake of defense. I think we saw that a little bit this season with Austin Matthews. Um, I remember at the start of the season, a lot of stuff came out and he was like, yeah, I'm trying to focus on the physical side of the game and I'm trying to throw more hits and stuff. And he like, uh, for the first two months of the season, he had like five goals, you know? And it felt like his, his offensive game was really struggling because he was trying to focus more on this kind of physical hitting game. And you're Austin Matthews. 
you have a top three shot in the NHL, like what, like just score a million goals. That's what, like, you don't need to be physical. And I think that's the same thing with line eight is don't try and do too much. Do what you're good at. Work on the other stuff. I don't think anyone wants you to be, you know, a complete liability that doesn't even bother back checking, but practice what you're good at and make that even better. It's realistic when you talk about line A to say he has the best shot in the NHL. It really is. He there is a valued a valid argument amongst anybody in the league that he has one of the best shots in the league. Like that's just a fact. Like what he does and what he brings on the offensive side completely outweighs any negative thought I have about him on defense. It just does for me. Um I wish we had more Patrick Lines on the team. To be honest, I just think we—he's a pure goal scorer. He's he—and he's—he's a good pro, man. He really is. He's twenty-five years. Yeah, I think he's twenty-five years old, and he's played damn near five hundred games. He's played four hundred and sixty games in his NHL career, and he's twenty-five years old. This guy has a long career ahead of him. It's honestly, I love the fact that he loves Columbus and he says, you know, hopefully he never scores a goal against Columbus. But the truth is, enjoy him while he's here the next three years because he could pack it up and leave and he's going to go on somewhere else and, and you know, have a flourishing career elsewhere because he's got a long career ahead of him just in general. So it's like, just enjoy him while he's here. He's a, absolutely a generational talent when it comes to his shot alone, arguably the best in the league. So at this time right now. So just enjoy him while he's here. And uh, yeah, don't, don't worry about the defense. Let the coach worry about the defense. All right. This is an absolute time of blue jackets fandom where it's just like, just don't try to critique the team. They sucked. They fired the coach. <laughs> Unfortunately for Brad Larson, all the baggage is of, of all the bad vibes is just kind of getting packed away with him. I hope he goes on somewhere and I think he could be a good coach somewhere else, but we're just pushing all of the bad hockey kind of with him saying that's him let's get someone new in here we'll figure out the defense later keep scoring goals yeah and i feel like a lot of people forget that there's three forwards to a line you know patrick line if he can provide that just that pure offense goudreau is the playmaker if they can add someone who is that two-way forward um who can you know be defensively responsible can add some scoring can solidify that line uh, or even an, a winger that's defensively responsible. You know, we talk about how they need a center between those two guys, but if Patrick Lane ends up playing center, which I think could happen. Um, my only worry would be, do you take advantage of him being better than expected at center, or do you play him on the wing as that elite winger that he is? And I guess that depends on what happens at the draft. Because if they draft someone that's going to be in college next season or going back to Sweden or wherever... Maybe Line A gets the full season at center, and then they switch him back to the wing next season. But I think that's what's going to be really interesting to me is where Patrick Line A ends up playing in the lineup. I'm fine with him getting reps at center. I, I In an ideal situation, I'd love to just keep him on the wing because he just is already so phenomenal there. But uh, I don't think he's like losing out on playing center if that makes sense like he it's going to be it's going to be like riding a bike going back to left wing and if anything him playing center is giving him a different picture of the ice on a night in night out basis so i have no problem if they want to run him at center as much as possible um but gosh i just wish one of these centers that 
we had drafted in the last few years would just pan out. But it's complicated because I think we drafted Ken Johnson, hoping he'd be kind of in the mix, and he just made the full, pretty much full transition to wing throughout the year. So that's kind of like it's tough because you you lose a guy going from center to wing. Hope hopefully you can pull a wing over to center. I don't know. But yeah, run line A as much as possible at it. I don't care where he's at. I just want to see him on the ice as much as possible because he's going to do damage from wherever, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. One of the um, the big things that I talked about in my Johnny Gaudreau season review a couple of weeks ago was that I think splitting those two up was a mistake. And I get the, the thought process behind it. If the team's not scoring, you mix something up. But then you have to try and figure out a way to get 20-plus minutes of ice time for Gaudreau and 20-plus minutes of ice time for Line A. And then you've got 20 minutes left to split between, like, two other lines. Just, I don't know, it, does, it doesn't feel very, very even. Um, but I I want to talk in a minute, actually. It's funny that you mentioned Ken Johnson, um, because he is uh, who I want to talk about in a minute. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of a... A potential line combination that I think could be fun uh, and it's probably a little bit more likely than people think. Uh, so we're going to do that in just a second on Locked On Blue Jackets. I want to remind everyone that we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. We will be here Monday through Friday until they tell us to stop. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on all podcasting apps of choice and also over on SiriusXM. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. We, uh, we appreciate it. So, I was thinking about potential lines, and I really liked that line of Goudreau, Line A, and Marchenko. That was that was the top line for the games that Line A played at center. I like that a lot. However, I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, say you play Line A at center. Goudreau's going to be on that wing, obviously. Who plays the other wing? And I wonder if it is Kent Johnson. I wonder if that's a potential line they play with. Johnson can play center. He had some success at center this season. Um, He was drafted as center, but played basically his entire college career on the wing um, because he was playing on a line with Matty Benares, who I think is a better center. Um, Ken Johnson, to me, feels like a very versatile player that could play center, could play wing. You could flip-flop him back and forth uh, throughout the game if you have to. I don't necessarily recommend that, but... I also think it's fun to have more than one guy on a line that can win face-offs because I feel like guys get kicked out of face-offs basically 10, 15 times a game. So, okay, Johnson goes in, gets kicked out. No problem. Line A comes in, takes the face-off, you know? And having two quote-unquote centers on a line, I think, could be could be a lot of fun. Um, I think I was really surprised, and a lot of people were really surprised with how Kent Johnson's two-way game, how his defensive game adapted this season. Um, I've talked to I was talking to a handful of prospect guys about it because you know we had some questions uh, at the end of last season. You know what kind of player is Ken Johnson going to turn into? And then I've watched him play this season. I'm like, oh okay, this kid is this kid's going to be good. First of all, um, this kid's going to be unreal. But is this guy a center at the NHL level? And I think the answer is maybe. I think he was way better defensively than a lot of people are willing to give him credit for this season. Just because he's you know, I always think he's little. He's not, he's like 6'1", but he's like 180 pounds or something. He's a swing bean. And so, you know, once he starts tacking on a little bit more mass, I think he's going to be a real force of nature in this league. And I think a top line, you could go, you could do worse, especially if that first round draft pick that we take doesn't end up playing for the team next season. I think you could do worse than a top line of Goodrow, Line A, and Ken Johnson. Yeah, no, that is a, that is a really solid line. I mean, that's just the three most skillful players all on the top line right there. It's just it's, phenomenal. It's highlight real central. Um, yes. And 
very exciting. And then, you know, you get to move a guy like Marchenko down to the second line and then uh, probably play him with, uh, God, I don't know. I've forgotten everything. Boone Jenner. Jackets right now. Boy, Jenner Boone. would probably be that second line center. Um, and then that, that second line winger spot is uh Chinikov plays right wing, right? He couldn't play left. I don't know. The thing about wing is that a lot of guys tend to s- switch between the two. It's it's pretty it's pretty interchangeable. I know guys have like sides that they like, but mm-hmm. it could be Chinoko could be an interesting option. Bemstrom could be an interesting option. Texier could Texier. be an interesting option. Ah, gosh, I missed um, him this year, man. I'm he so happy be... to get him back. <laughs> He's gonna be. I'm sure excited for him to be back. I think it's gonna maybe gonna take him a minute to get back to NHL speed, but I'm excited to see how he turns out. Um, but he's probably not gonna be able to hit that fire poker anymore right like God, he hit that i don't know he got away know. with he that too many times he got away with that a little too many <laughs> too many times while he was over here the first stint we'll see we'll see when he comes back if he can hit the the fire poker yeah and we also got uh in terms of wingers we also got uh dmitry Vronkov, the the russian kid the signed his elc he could turn up and you know be a kaprizov type player um you know he Ooh. is 20, I don't think he's going to be at the level of Kaprizov, but he's 22 years old. He's been playing in the KHL for the past you know, couple of years. He's pretty seasoned. If he comes over and makes an impact, he could be a really intriguing option. In are, the, you saying his, are you saying his ceiling isn't Kaprizov? It's Kaprizov type. I just... Uh, the, the, so, a, yeah, a similar kind of um, player, I guess. That, that I don't know. I always think of Kaprizov and Atem like, Panarin as well as guys that came over a little bit later in their careers. And became superstars instantly. Yes. Yeah, because yes. they're you know older and have been playing. You're saying you don't think Voronkov is going to come come in and be superstar right away. You think he'll be just pretty good. Like I think he'll, he'll be better than people yeah. expect. But I'm trying to temper my own expectations as well. Right. Um, he's a former fourth round draft pick, so you know he's not kind of a, a two out of the way. But in the KHL this season, he had 31 points in 54 games, which for a 22 year old i think it's pretty pretty darn impressive um but we'll talk about Voronkov uh next week i think uh let's let's wrap this up you gave patrick line an a earlier um which i think means now i have to give my grade and i think i'm going to just copy off you uh and i'm gonna give him an a as well like i said tough season for him emotionally physically 52 points 22 goals in 55 games Played center, was good, had the best possession numbers on the team, which, uh, again, floored me because the criticism of Line has always been he's not a 200-foot player. Um, and I think the answer to that is, well, if you shoot as much as he does, then law of averages states he can't possibly get outshot. So um, I'm also going to give Line an A. Um, what are you giving his wardrobe? Oh, A plus. A plus, yes, same. A plus. Um, he has some looks that I think don't necessarily work, but I will Ooh. say, um, shout out to him admitting defeat on his hairline and just shaving his head because <laughs> uh, I think yeah. a lot of guys don't want to do that in case they, I I think they're worried it won't grow back. But uh, shout out to him for for shaving his head and and rocking the the look. Um, I think I I hope that we get. Um, I think we're missing a couple of colors. I keep thinking that I'm going to make a rainbow of Patrick Line outfits, and I think we're still missing a couple of colors. So I need Patrick, if you're listening, I need you to wear something all orange next season. Oh, Just orange from top to bottom. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> but uh, I think that's kind of all we've got for today. Uh, tomorrow is a weekend, so we won't have a new episode. Monday, uh, we will do a mailbag episode. 
so send in some questions. We'll answer them. We'll talk about Dmitry Voronkov. Uh, we'll catch up with some other news that the Blue Jackets will probably uh, release over the weekend. I don't have any sources that say that. I just have a feeling that something's going to happen this weekend. Um, so we'll catch up on all the Blue Jackets news. We'll check in with the CHL prospects as well, see how that championship game over the queue is going. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster. You can find Hayden over at HaydenH971 on Twitter. You can find the podcast at LO underscore Blue Jackets. Feel free to at me with questions, uh, at the podcast with questions. You can at Hayden as well with questions, but don't be put off by all of the Detroit Lions fans on his Twitter. Um, <laughs> you can uh, email us at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com with questions. You can comment under this YouTube video if you have them. And... Uh, Thank you once again for listening, for making this your first listen of the day every day. Lots of Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. We're on Sirius XM. We're going to be bringing you the content all summer long. So uh, every day is hop on board. If you're not on every day yet, then there's still time. Don't worry. And uh, enjoy your weekend. And until Monday, make sure you stay locked on.